Good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning to everybody online. Good morning to our crew at Mullaloo. Can we have a big clap for Mullaloo right there? And welcome. So great to be together. You know, I, uh, as you can tell, I have, over this weekend, misplaced my voice somewhere. And uh, so my voice will be a little rough to listen to, so I'll try not to uh, put you through it for too long. Uh, but I have lost my voice this weekend in the very best way that I think you can. I have lost it singing songs of praise and worship for a couple of days. I've lost it getting to speak words I, I hope that are beneficial to people from the scriptures. I've lost it in teaching. I've lost it in conversations with people. I've lost it getting to pray for people. I cannot imagine a better way to make your voice sound like this. Hey. All right, let's go have a clap just for Imagine Conference everywhere you are, just to celebrate. This is what I love. Uh, you got to see that highlight video. You know, this is church. I love getting to see everything from uh, Andreas falling off a bucking bull to kids singing in worship to, you know, extraordinary moments of teaching and God sharing his word and just an awesome time. And so today, uh, I guess what I want to share as we wrap up what's been a, an incredibly special weekend, I know not everyone maybe was there or could be there, but I want you to know God is doing something amazing in his church. And we as a church have seen God show up in some profound and extraordinary ways in the last couple of days. And believe that as in all things, he is not done yet, but that the best is still yet ahead. And I want to share just one more word with us today that I hope will be, no matter whether you were there and imagine or not, I, I hope, or whether you're brand new and just came here today or just tuned in online, maybe you're totally new to faith. I hope this is a word for every one of us that can just encourage us. Our theme for Imagine this year was Begin Again and trying to lean into this idea that no matter where we are in life, or what has been in the past, tomorrow does not have to be the same as today. Next year does not have to be the same as last year. The next decade does not have to be the same as the last decade. God invites us to begin again, afresh. Not starting over, not having to say, well, everything just was bad and, and throw it away, or not just saying, well, that was good, but now let me do something. But rather, how do we start again? How do we begin again in fresh ways? You know, I want to just read these verses to you, and I think, uh, I hope they'll be helpful to you in your journey of faith and what God has for you. Philippians 3, verse 12, says these words. Paul is writing here. Note this. Paul is in prison while he's writing this. He says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, let me hear you everywhere you are, so let me hear you say, one thing I do. One thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let me hear you say those words, press on. Press on. 
You know, my message uh, for you today is in very simple terms to press on, press on. I love these words because uh, they remind us that, you know, in, Paul is, is going to draw once again in these verses on this kind of athletic imagery and the idea of running and running a race and the idea that he is running his own personal race towards the goal, the prize, which God has called him to. And he says that in this race, this is what I do. I have to forget what's behind. I strain towards what's ahead, and I press on. You know, one of the great reminders we all need sometimes is just to keep pressing on. You know, to press on means to just determine that you will move forward no matter how slowly it goes. To press on is to say, you know what? No matter what comes at me, I will not stop or turn back or give up. I will press on. And I want to just give you two times, I think, that when you are beginning again, when you are setting out on the race, every one of us has an individual race. You know, Paul says, I'm running to the prize God's called me toward. He's not saying, like, i got to win this prize, and to do that, i got to beat you or beat you or beat you. He's saying, God had a race for my life. He had a plan for my life. He had a purpose, and I'm moving towards that. And so each one of us is likewise called to keep our eyes focused on what the race God has called us to in our lives. And in that race, one of the greatest things we can do is to press on. And there's two times especially, and these are the two, I guess, words I want to give you for today. Two times that you especially need especially want to lean on these words to press on. The first time I think it is so helpful to be reminded to press on is when you are beginning something new. When you are beginning something new. You know, there are many, many of you listening, we're at Imagine, and there are things that God has called you to that are new, that are different, that are new practices, new actions. You see, to begin again, uh, we have to do what Paul said. We have to forget what's behind. So if we're going to begin again and not, as James Bryant put it on the weekend, not repeat again, we're not just trying to do the same thing over and over again. We actually have to forget what's behind. Now, we know in the scriptures we're told most of the time you need to remember the past. So when Paul says forget what's behind, he's not saying you know, just kind of start over, forget everything behind. What he's saying is don't be bound by what's behind. Don't, don't allow yourself to become captive to what's behind. Sometimes we become captive to how good the good old days were. And that behind us, it's like, man, we just wish we could get back to the good old days. Paul says, no, you can't. Don't just get stuck in the good old days. Forget what's behind. Move forward. Sometimes what's in the behind is not not good. It's difficult. Paul would always look at his past and the pain he had caused, the persecution he brought against Jesus and his church, and he'd look at his past and he'd reflect on how he called himself the worst of all sinners. But Paul's like, I can't, I can't be bound by that. I've got to go forward. I've got to forget what's behind, and I've got to strain towards what's ahead. So, if we are going to begin again in fresh ways, if we're going to get forward momentum in our lives and in running the race God calls for us, we have to forget what's behind. we got to strain towards what's ahead. 
Now here's the challenge net. This is why I say in those moments you've got to press on. Because whenever you start something new, inevitably the most, one of the two, that's what I'm going to try and give you is two, two most challenging moments in that process. One of the most challenging moments will be when you're starting out. You know, I, Paul uses the language of racing here, of, of running and, and that athletic kind of imagery. If, if you've ever run or run a, a, a long distance of, of any kind, and, or, um, and, I, and a long distance is different for every person, but if you've ever started a run that you felt like this is going to be a long time, the hardest part is beginning, isn't it? And that's the same in pick a creative endeavor. Pick, uh, you know, a, a new initiative you want to take on or a new habit you want to form. The beginning of it is just so hard. You know, I always find, you know, I've been doing a lot of running this year and wanted to bring that up as much as I can. And so I thought, but not really, I don't, not, but here's what I think is just so helpful, what I've seen, have seen in it, in my own kind of training to win in that sphere, that the hardest moment is just when you begin because inevitably you've been doing something else. Sometimes I run in the morning. So then to go and start and run, it's like, I've just been laying down for a long time. I've maybe been seated upright or read some scripture or something, and now it's early in the morning and my body is like, this is not what we've been doing. We were doing something else. We were just kind of chilling. And the hardest part is just to push go on the thing and just to start to take those first steps. So if you're taking new steps, can I encourage you, do not be put off by how slow you go in the beginning. I had to learn that this year. You know, I've run in other years, and almost every year I fell uh, victim to the same problem. I tried to go too hard too fast. And I actually thought my body just couldn't take it anymore. So I'd kind of given up on running because I thought my knee can't take it, my body can't take it. I'm just too, it's not that I'm old because I'm forever young. And, um, <laughs> but I thought maybe some of my joints have aged, not at the same pace as my otherwise lovely young demeanor. Um, but you know what I learned this year in getting to run the longest distances I've ever run in my life, beat 20, you know, the problem wasn't that I couldn't do it. The problem was I was trying to go too hard too fast. But if you will just go slow and instead of trying to get it all done at once, if you will just press on. So do not be put off by the difficulty or the slow progress if you try to take movement in a new direction. Press on. Let me hear you say the word press on. There's a second time that I think you got to be reminded of this word, to press on. And that is when you're feeling discouraged. When you're feeling discouraged. Um, I always look at Paul's letter to the Philippian church that he writes from jail that you'd think... He was on a holiday somewhere. Like if you read the letter of the Philippians, it is the most, I think he uses the word joy and rejoice more than any other, you know, count in the Bible. Like you'd think the guy was on a holiday somewhere. Somebody just sent him. He's so full of life and energy and joy. And here he is just going, hey, I don't consider myself to have gotten there yet. I haven't arrived at the goal. I'm not, I'm not going to think that this is as far as I can get. I'm going to press on. I'm going to keep going. 
Now, I don't know if Paul did feel discouragement or not in that space. If he did, it doesn't come through in this particular letter. But what I do know is I think he was conscious, and he was, and you can see in others of his letters, he was conscious that followers of Jesus are often prone to discouragement. Maybe he learned that in his own experience. But he, I think, was aware that sometimes that slow progress that we make in faith, it can discourage. And do you know what discouragement does? I mean, think about that word for a moment. To discourage is to diminish somehow the amount of courage you have. It's to force you backwards a little bit and make you start to question, I don't know if I can keep progressing. I don't know if that's worth it. And you lose a little courage. And instead of pressing on and straining forward, discouragement causes you to kind of go back and maybe even have a seat or stop movement. And Paul says, no matter what, he's, I haven't obtained all this. I'm not there yet. I'm still a work in, motion, in progress. So press on, press on. I, don't, I may be, maybe I'm the only person, but I bet there's some other people who know what it is to feel discouragement. To feel a little bit like I'm trying to go this direction, but it feels like the wind's in my face. It feels like I'm, I wish I was going faster. It feels like I can't believe I haven't gotten farther. I can't believe that this hasn't changed or that hasn't changed or I'm still making this mistake again or that mistake again or, you know, I'm sure there's some of you know that feeling. I know I do. And it's in those moments that it's most critical to press on, to determine I will not be stopped. I will continue no matter how slowly, no matter how much strain is involved, I will continue to go forward. Do you know, uh, I got to tell you in a lot of ways, I've found 20, 2021... Uh, I've had a lot more discouragement this year than I can recall in my life. And I can't even put a finger on it. I don't know what. I couldn't tell you what this happened. That discouraged me. But I don't know if you've ever had that feeling. You just, things that looked like small problems before suddenly look huge. Stuff that you could kind of get over and move past. You feel like, I can't, I just can't get over that. I don't know what it is, just a number of things. And I found myself this year, I'm usually not one prone to discouragement, if you know me. I'm a fairly, I, I usually feel like I have a lot of encouragement in me. But I just, for whatever reason, a lot of discouragement. And I keep trying to work my way through it and press on. I just take small steps and just try to keep going. But there are just times and moments that things would just feel like, ah, am I ever going to get there, wherever there is. <laughs> you know, I don't even know where there is. But am I ever going to get there? You know, I was out for, even, you know, and, and it, it was actually the June 27th. Um, we as a church, if you don't know, we did a 21 days of prayer and fasting, turning off kind of digital uh, things in particular, trying to say, God, we want to hear from you. It was in the lead up to Imagine Conference, which was uh, planned for July something or other, 7th to 9th or 9th, 11th, I don't know. But in June, we did this 21 days of prayer and fasting and going, you know what, let's set aside time because we want to hear from God. And this was kind of in the middle of that time. And I was 
still just feeling discouraged. And, you know, and this imagines this around the corner, and I'm trying to, come on, you know, Lord, I, I want to believe in what you can do in this and all those things. But I just was feeling discouraged about lots of things. And, and I was out for a run that night. And as I was running, uh, I was, I, I, the way I tend to run, I leave my house and I just start running. I don't think about where I'm going. If I'm going a certain distance, I just head in a direction and go. And that probably tells you a lot about my life. That's just kind of how I often operate. Let's just go and we'll find it on the way. So I had left the house and when I left the house, it was nighttime on that, it was a Sunday evening. And I was running and I ran down Marmion for, I was setting out for an 11, about 11 and a half uh, kilometer run. And I'd run a little while, about, I think I'd run three, four Ks. And then I decided to turn into a neighborhood. And as I'm turning into the neighborhood, I'm thinking, I didn't realize this hill was so, uh, so sharp, so long, so incredibly sharp and long. But I'm running down it, so it'll be okay, you know? I'm, I'm running downhill, it's feeling good. And I get to about five and a half Ks, so I'm like, time to turn around, time to go back. And wouldn't you know it, the hill was no longer down. It entirely rearranged itself on me and was now going the opposite direction. It was going uphill. And I'm running up this hill, and I'm feeling discouragement, but feeling like, God, just help me keep going, help me just keep going. And I'm running up this hill, and then it starts raining, and it just starts pouring. And if you look on the 27th, there was this time, it was just bucketing. And the wind, which I had not noticed before, because just as the hill was going downhill, likewise, the wind was going this direction. And so it was beautiful. But when I turned around, the wind had turned around. And now the wind wasn't helping me. Now the wind was straight in my face, blowing all the, the wind and the rain in the face. And I'm running along and just like, do I want to finish this run? Do I want to call you know, an Uber or something. I would never bother my wife at night because I can't finish a run. I could have called Uber. But as I was running, I, I listened to a coaching thing of, uh, that kind of trains you on your run and just tells you about speeds, things like that. I'm listening to this thing, and, and I don't even remember what they said before, but all of a sudden the voice goes, do you know what you're doing right now? You're proving to yourself you can begin again. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> We're going to shut everything off. And then, that's the end of the message. <laughs> you, you can begin again. All right. Amen. Amen. Imagine that. Okay. Bye. I'm going to go. Is there some tea out here? Anyway. But. <laughs> but here's what, what was amazing about that was, and I don't know if you know this, uh, sometimes you don't need a long word from God. All you need is a life-giving word from God. And in that moment, it was like, I, and I won't say like discouragement ended permanently or anything like that, but I will tell you this. It was just like I hadn't heard something from God from, for a while, and it was almost like he was just like, I'm going to drop this. Like, I mean, of all the runs I could have picked, of all the moments, of all the, you know, different things that could have happened, it, it was like God just went, I want you to know this. You can begin again. You can keep pressing on you know, next year doesn't have to be like last year. The next decade doesn't have to be like the last decade. Not because they're bad or anything like that, but just because God is saying there's still more ahead. Don't, you don't need to find a new race to run. You don't need to 
give up and think it's never. You just need to begin again. And you begin again when you do what Paul said. You just press on. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And just every time you, you kind of start to stop, you go, no, no, no. This is the direction. This is where I'm going. No matter how small the step, no matter how tough the wind feels or the rain, you just keep pressing on. And I know this. I think there are some people here you just need to know, just press on. It's enough to just take a step at a time. It's enough to just say, I'm not going to turn back. It's enough to know when the wind and the rain are there, by God's grace, you can keep going forward. And when you, when you stay in step with him, when you choose to walk with him, when you choose to listen with him and to say, God, I want to run the race, you've got me to run. You can be assured he will run with you. You can be assured, as we see in Hebrews, he's the author and perfecter, the finisher of our faith. He has already run the race. He's already made the way for you, and he is there with you, empowering you. And we are called to simply put our eyes on him and say, God, I want to I run the race you have for my life, and I want to keep taking I want to press on. I want to forget what's behind. There's stuff back there that is great. I'm not going to let myself get caught up in thinking that's as good as it gets. That there's stuff back there that's hard or discouraging. You're going to say, God, I'm forgetting that. I'm not going to be bound by what has been. I'm not going to let the past tell me that that's all that will ever be. I'm going to forget what's behind. And I'm going to strain towards what's ahead. And sometimes it's like the wind's coming and the rain and all those things. But no matter what, Lord, I'm just going to keep putting one step in front of the next. Can I encourage you today? Just press on. Just press on. You want to get to the places and spaces God has for you? Just press on. Just lean in. Get into his word. Get time with him. Do you know, this is the last thing I'll say about that, but do you know when it became easier for me to hear the voice of God that night was when I had turned off a lot of other noise and put myself in a position where I could hear him easily and clearly. And we do well to be those people who just seek after God's presence. What's the race you have for my life? And let me press on in that. I want to pray for you wherever you are, and I want to pray very simply that God would give you the strength to press on, to keep following after him, to take whatever that next step is. Would you stand with me? If you, and Mullaloo, would you stand? If you're watching online, if, if you're driving your car, just stand, and um, you can press on later. But I really... No, there may be some who just say, you know what, I want to begin again. I want to leave some stuff in the past. I want to move into some things in the future. I want the strength to press on, to not get discouraged, to not give up. I'd love to pray for you in that. You know, even as you're, even as you're standing, I want to just invite you to maybe open up your hands. And I'd love to just pray over your life, if that's you. Heavenly Father, I thank you 
that you are the one who knows every individual's unique story, every individual's unique race, every individual's unique obstacles in that race and conditions in that race. Lord, you know people here who are feeling discouragement. I want to pray right now you drop some encouragement into their lives. I pray that they might be able to hear that word from you that brings strength and accomplishes the purposes which you wanted to in their lives. I pray that they would know with great and extraordinary confidence that, that God, you are with them. You've gone before them. And you are their ever-present companion on this journey. Your spirit is within them. And Lord, may you empower them to move towards the goal to which you have called them. Lord, I pray that, that Lord, your, your spirit might so fill and empower each one of us that no matter how slowly our progress, no matter how much it feels that we are just only constrained to get one step in front of the next, in any and every season, may we press on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.